Lots going on. And over the weekend, this did not necessarily get a lot of attention, but new laws for so-called, it's a very crass term, bed blockers, is now fully in motion, which means that once an elderly patient is discharged from hospital, they can no longer refuse to leave. So either the province can now charge $400 a day for that patient, or that patient can be moved into a nursing home that they might not have chosen. And it can also be up to 70 kilometers a day. And of course, this law is aimed at freeing up beds and easing hospital strain. But there has been a ton of pushback to what a lot of people you know, look at as cruel and what they say will stop caregivers from keeping an eye on their loved ones because it's going to be simply too far away for some people. And when you've got an aging loved one in long-term care or any kind of care, they have to. They have to have an advocate. No question about it. It is just if your loved one, if your parent does not have someone behind them making sure they're cared for, they won't be taken care of. But nonetheless, part of the bill promises that patients would be moved to a home of their choice when a bed becomes available. But you look at the wait list, 38,000 people are on this list. So by the time you're at that point in care, you know, you're not getting to the place you want, which is why I think... Healthcare advocates say they're going to prepare a possible constitutional challenge of this on the grounds that the new law is fundamentally discriminatory against the elderly. Jane Medes is a lawyer at the Advocacy Center for the Elderly. She joins us now. Thanks so much, Jane, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Would there be a human? What's the humanitarian, um, you know, case to be made for this? I think you take this to a court, and I think on the surface, certainly people would say, yeah, I, I could see how this would be cruel, but what would be the grounds, uh, you know, that would be fought? Right. So this will be a charter challenge, um, and it will be under two sections of the charter. Um, one is the uh, section, under Section 7, the uh, right um, of life, liberty, and security of the person, and also that it's uh, uh, discriminatory, or, you know, it's against the right to equality under Section 15 of the Charter. So that, you know, what they're doing is really uh, attacking sort of these really very important rights that we have been given in the Charter. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because ultimately the court will be asked to kind of overrule provincial legislation and the provincial you know, um, lawyers will argue, look, we have to run a health system and we can't have people just jamming up uh, the bed. So they'll argue, um, you know, the need and, and you know, um, I guess their the reasonings for, for their legislation. It's a tough fight. I think on the surface, certainly people would agree that, you know, when your parent or your elderly loved one uh, is, is put into a home, even if it's down the block, you still have to go. I mean, the fact that it can be now up to 70 kilometers away is, is not just difficult for a lot of people. Um, it's impossible, uh, you know, to go and see their loved one every single day. Absolutely. And I mean, there's a lot of things here, you know, they're overriding. One of the things this legislation has done is overriding, you know, the right to choose, which we have, you know, had in our legislation since 1995, to which, you know, choosing our long-term care home um, and, you know, um, and, and they're also overriding our right to choose who we give our personal health information to because they've now overridden that. So the, the, uh, the home and community care uh, support services, which used to be the LINs, um, can just simply take your private health information and send it to any long-term care home within that radius that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's maybe reasons that you don't want your health information to go to certain homes, like not only just because you don't want to live in that home, but there may be other reasons you don't want that to go to that home. And, 
you know, this is a really fundamental right that your private health information isn't shared without your consent. But, you know, ultimately, what we're talking about is a system um, that is broken, for sure. The government has not taken the steps to prevent people from getting, you know, into hospital. They don't have enough home care. Um, They don't have enough services in the community, other kinds of alternate care. And, you know, they've created this backlog. Um, You know, this guy governments haven't cleaned up the long-term care sector in a way that they should and mm-hmm. ensure that the buildings are good and that the care is good. And, you know, they've made this really big problem and now they're saying, oh, well, too bad. We're going to take it out on the back of these poor seniors who only just want to get good care at the very end of their life. This is where most people will go. They will not survive this. And if you're not with a family member, if you don't have those advocates, you may, you know, you may die quicker because mm-hmm. you become so depressed and lonely. Yeah, well, bed bugs uh, and an infection uh, took my stepdad. And had we known, um, <laughs> we would have done something about it. But of course, a lot of people just don't know um, because, you know. Well, go ahead. that's a very good example. Yeah. You could have a home where you know that infections and bed bugs have taken people. It could be in the reports. And the, and the ACCS could say, too bad, that's where the bed is. You're going, we don't care if uh, that's the case. Here you go. Go there or we're going to charge you $400. Yeah, and, and 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 I think some people, if they could do that, they would say, "I'll I'll stay here for the four hundred bucks." Even though I would I would argue that even a hospital is not that great uh, for elderly, especially if they've got Alzheimer's or, or dementia. But you know, there's no question, Jane. We've been here for a long, long time, which begs the question that we'll never get answers as to why no one in past governments, present governments, will just fix what they all know has been broken for so long. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, to your point. It's going to come down to an argument and a choice of who is more important, uh, people waiting for beds or elderly people who have spent their entire life paying into a system are at their most vulnerable, do deserve some dignity and care, even if they're not going to be with us much longer. That's right. And, you know, everyone, you know, has the right to proper health care. And, you know, one of the things that people sort of don't understand um, is that, you know, these are people waiting for another level of care within our health care system. Um, and they're, you know, making choices, you know, because it is a hybrid. It's health care plus the place where they're going to live. And it is very important that they make those choices in a way that's going to be safe and appropriate for them. This is not just simply, you know, refusing to leave a hospital. Um, and in the past, we've been able to say, look, they're entitled to go from the hospital seamlessly to a place that can provide the care. Mm-hmm. And if you're waiting for long-term care, it means you can't be cared any lo- for a lo- any longer properly in the community. And what's very unfortunate is that because the system is so problematic and the lack of home care, and that means that people get sick in the community and end up in hospital, and our hospitals have become the conduit to the long-term care homes. And that has to stop. I mean, we could prevent the people from going into the hospitals in the first place. We'd be in, in a much better position. And so would this, you know, the seniors and the other people who are waiting for long-term care. Yeah, look, I mean... Uh Home care is where every elderly person should be if they can be in it. Sadly, not every elderly person can be in that situation because when you're dealing again with Alzheimer's or dementia, they come with very, very different challenges. But if we could just keep as many elderly people in their homes, the dignity and with family care, it would ultimately, Jane, in the long run, I I think people look at that and say, well, that would be so expensive. It would be actually much cheaper, and yet it's not an option anyone will look at. And I don't understand why. Is this something that the unions won't let go of, or is this something that the that the government side just doesn't have any will to, do, to look at? 
Well, unfortunately, home care, you know, when we look at the hospital sector, you know, there really is a hierarchy within that sector as to who gets money. And home care is always at the bottom getting short shifted right under long term care. And the hospitals are the ones that are sucking in all the money and they get to do this control. Um, And, you know. I think that what people don't, and you know, what we also fight with the hospitals and they'll say, you know, oh, it's so much better for the person to be at home. We said, well, yeah, it would have been two months ago, but they're now in a position where they no longer can go home because, you know, they are, they deteriorated so much. Um, And frankly, that the home care just isn't there. Um, So until we get that home care, those people couldn't go home, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we get complaints, as you well know, all the time about home care workers not showing up or people being told you're going to get, you know, three visits a day. And when you arrive home, they say, oh, we're going to give you three visits a week instead. So you can't fix the system by shoving all people into long-term care. We really need to figure out how to keep people healthy at home Mm -hmm. so they don't require the long-term care. Once you really need that long-term care, it's very, you know, especially with something like dementia, you can't move backwards. Um, but people deteriorate. And, and I agree with you. Hospitals aren't great places to stay for long periods of time. I don't think we'll see too many people paying $400 a day because those people who could afford it will be paying for for yeah. private care in the in the community, which is the other thing is that, you know, the, the seniors are subsidizing our health system by pulling out of it and going into things like retirement homes and spending exorbitant amount of money there. No question about it. I think it's fascinating. It's a very tough case, but um, but we'll see where it goes because, Jane, as you know, we are all going to end up there. It is in our best interest to make sure this thing is fixed. Uh, it should have been a long time ago, but uh, who wants to be in this system? Because in 30, now, 30 years from now, Jane, it's going to be an absolute disaster. We'll see how it goes. Uh, thanks very much. I know you're very busy dealing with this, so we'll keep an eye on this. Thank you very much for having me. Jane Metis is a lawyer, but also a longtime advocate uh, where she is at the Advocacy Center for the Elderly. And again, unless you've been in this and you've dealt with it, you just don't have any clue how impossible the system is to navigate. And, and you know, bottom line is you have to navigate for your loved one. They will not do it for you. Um, it, it's a very, very, very tricky, uh, tricky part.